Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Friday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. It's going to be a busy day. Did you see Mark Dagnalt's tee shot yesterday in the Pro-Am at Live Golf? Neither one of you guys saw it? No. You're going to have to. I I want to. It it defies physics what he did. Uh, I've got an update from a story that we had some fun with a couple of months ago on the old walleye fishing tour. Oh, that thing's coming up again? It has come back around. I can tell you what happened to the gentleman. Oh, the punishments have been doled out for the fishing cheating scandal on the walleye fishing tour. Uh, the NFL schedule was released. The over that means now we have over under numbers. We can we'll get to that right off the top. Of course, uh, we want to talk about the bedlam thing. Uh, more being more likely in the postseason now because the two teams aren't in the same conference. It's going to be a playoff stuff, and of course, the four A baseball tournament. Tell you what happened yesterday. Look forward to what we got going on. Today, two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. Two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at two two five nine six nine eight. If you're going to be outside the listening area, stay in touch with us a couple of ways live. Kadsam.com. The app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It's got the penny news. And most importantly, today, it's got Big Elk TV, where you can watch the Elk City Elks and the Tuttle uh, Tuttle Tigers. 3.30 scheduled start time up at Edmond Memorial in the 4A semifinals. Uh, So if you can't make it up to Edmond Memorial today to watch in person, you can do it right there. Jared and I will be in the house at Edmond Memorial this afternoon. 3.30 for the Big Elks and the Tuttle Tigers. Of course, Skinny on Sports podcast is available. If you miss the show entirely, you can go back and check that out anywhere where you can find a podcast good morning gentlemen good morning you find it i'm trying to find it i'm trying but that's all right we we need to move on no 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 no. here's the question 
If you were videoing somebody's golf shot, where would you think would be the safest place to be to video that golf shot? Directly behind him. Directly behind the ball. Right? Directly behind the player. The player, yeah. Directly, Directly behind, behind the player. Yes. Okay, so you're thinking, yeah, because I think you could, even behind the ball, something crazy could happen. Yeah. Like, for instance, Tuesday night in the scramble, I'm not kidding you. That This is perfect timing. On number two, tee box, Rusty was hitting. I was directly behind him, I don't know, 15 feet or whatever, you know, back there a ways on the back of the tee box. He hit it. His tee started spinning. It hit me right in the mouth, like right in the top <laughs> lip. I'm not even kidding you. And I got to thinking, man, that could have hit me in the eye. Like, I've never thought about that. So I, I would agree. Behind the player, you would think would be the safest place to be. And yesterday, oh, Mark Dagnall hit TJ Eckert's camera. I don't Holy know how. Smokes. Somebody tell me how he hit that shot. Like how you well, do I, that? I meant like directly behind, behind the, ball. the ball. No, that's no, no. What that's I what I this was guy thinking. Was, was no, he was behind the player. Behind the he player's was back. Ninety was degrees behind thinking. the ball is what I was. So okay, but I see what you're saying. He was towards the player's back. To he was yeah. Dagnall's back. Would yes, think that's the safest place. Absolutely, to be. I would. There's. I mean, you wouldn't want to be on the other side because you could see somebody. I mean, I, he. I suddenly feel really good about my game after watching. He this. almost this hit himself. This is crazy. That wow. might have been the closest I've ever seen anybody to hitting themselves with a driver. Wow. That really needs to go to the range. I mean, I guess it. You know, for all the, for all you OU fans that are also Thunder fans that would get mad at say Bob Stoops on a week off where he would go to Florida. You don't have to worry about that with Dagnall. He's not hitting. <laughs> he's not playing golf not on, his, the on his off days. <laughs> He's he's watching film, baby. You don't have to worry about that. His reaction's great. He's just like, ooh, eat. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, bud. Hey. I, I do think they let him I got let the him in another in the one. play-in game. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you know, and, and I hit a provisional actually, here. I actually saw that you you get to hit another one. If yeah. you're on the tee box, you can re-tee. I mean, it's your second shot. But you can lift the ball and retee. Did you know that? I, th I think they – no, I didn't. Well, yeah. I mean, you can always replay a shot no matter what. Yeah, so I guess you – I mean, you no, usually don't want it's to. It's not an additional penalty. It's just playing number two. You oh, can really? lift the ball and put it you back just on hit the tee. Not something that you would ever have to worry about, but it might be something that Jared <laughs> well, would have to worry about. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is, no, this is no offense to our man Jared, but – the similarities between Dagnalt and Jared's golf game, one, they're both left-handed. He is left-handed. They're both left-handed, and so I got to thinking to myself, okay, lefties. I don't know a ton of lefty golfers. No. You know, there's just not a ton out there. And with my dad not here anymore because I've actually seen him pull some pretty amazing bad stuff, <laughs> you know. And so you're I left. I played with Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some we times clearly have a golf where he could together. do some weird, some really awful shots, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, but you never know. Sometimes it might be right-handed. Sometimes it might be left-handed, just depending on what the year was. So that leaves when I think of you know guys that have the capability of hitting some bad left-handed shots. That really kind of leaves Jared, and Joe Wynn. <laughs> oh, well, then is that kind of where we're at? I'm, I'm clearly taking the cake oh, on that one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I've well, had some. You're not going to touch I've had Joe. Some you're bad not going to get close to Joe well, in around the green. Now you get Joe around the green, he's he's pretty solid. I mean, putter from eighty, <laughs> but it goes up by the hole. I mean, it goes I'm, by the hole. Never works. There's nothing worse than like being on Joe's team and him hitting like a forty yard putt up by the hole, and then you get your wedge out and you clank it around, and he goes. <laughs> 
Why wouldn't you putt it? <laughs> there you go. And I mean, he's kind of right <laughs> for him. I'll tell you why I wouldn't That's putt true. it. I wouldn't get it halfway there, or I'd blast it. You know, I, yeah. I don't do that every day, Joe. I don't putt through rough <laughs> off the cart path down by the hole. Just not my game. Maybe it needs to be, but right now it's not. Uh, Dagnall's shot was, I mean, that was incredible. I, I still, wait. if you haven't seen it, so TJ Eckert is one of the news or the sports guys up at, Ch- up at uh, Tulsa on the TV. And he literally is like dead behind Dagnall, like to his back. Like Dagnall's back as he's addressing the ball, is to Eckert. And he puts some kind of weird top spin, drive it into the ground, top Hit it, it with the something, heel. heel, that comes up and it, it hits his camera. I don't it, like phys- I don't know how he did it. It's like the Matrix got involved and like whipped <laughs> it, was, it around there, there to hit yeah, him. I don't, the Matrix got involved. It is wild. There's it a, is wild. Clearly oh, uh, there's a gosh. glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, last night the the official unveiling, I guess, of the NFL schedule. Everybody now, I mean, it, it's so funny that the NFL can do this because everyone knows who their team is going to play because it's set in stone, right? I yeah. mean, there's a formula to it. Everybody knows, but you don't know when. And I mean, heck, you even know where. You just don't know when. But it's a whole week long deal where things kind of leak out and here and there. And so after last night, now we have we have official over unders from Caesars. So this is you know real stuff. Mm-hmm. And I ask you guys off the not air, that we'll ever get to gamble on it in Oklahoma because yeah. you know got some senators taking too much money from tribes. Drive up, anyway. Uh, anyway, all you got to do is you just got to drive up north of Woodward, stop a foot over the line, and then you can do it. There How much go. sense does that make? There you go. Anyhow, so who do you think? Uh, who do you think has the highest? Over under the highest win total going into this season. I said the Jets, and I'm still sticking with it. They're they're loaded. They're loaded and they're in an easy division. What do you say, Jared? I'll go with the Eagles. I would have said the Eagles also, and you're both incorrect. Hmm. It's two teams tied at eleven and a half. And I'm really surprised with one of them because of the division they play in. One of them is no surprise. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. But the other, and this maybe ought to be kind of a slap in your Steelers' face, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I don't doubt that. 11 and a half. I don't doubt that. That seems like a bunch to be in that division. Well, Cleveland's going to be Cleveland. And the Ravens, I mean, who knows when Lamar's going to get hurt this year. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true that's true well he got paid so he's so, good to go he might be hurt by the second game he might he might blow something out by the second game this year so yeah far out who's the who's the low what, hey what are your cowboys yeah hang on i was looking at their schedule to see when they played the ravens they play in the second week and then and then a little further down so they're gonna have to play them at least once uh let's see the dallas cowboys i would guess like nine and a half yep nine and a half that <clears throat> seems like where the the teams that kind of have some warts, but you think are going to be pretty good Jets, would, are also in that uh, nine and a half, exactly that same spot. That I would probably go over, mm-hmm. even yeah. though the schedule will be tougher than it was last for year. Cowboys because or they, Jets because they won or they're second in the division. No, yeah. for the Dallas. For, for Dallas. Dallas, they're both nine and a half. So, so Dallas division plays Pittsburgh's division this year. Did you just tell me that the Ravens play da- play Dallas? No, I was talking no, about no, the Ravens the, the and Ravens the uh, the Bengals. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> it looks like 
Dallas plays the what AFC division they're gonna play? AFC East. Okay. Because Jets, Patriots, Bucks, Bills, and Dolphins. Yep, that's right. So, and then in the uh, they play the NFC West. So you're talking about Cardinals. Dang, got a bad break there. Cardinals and 49ers on the road. Actually, yeah, you probably go rather go to Arizona than Seattle. So maybe not such a bad deal. I don't know. Seattle's going to be pretty bad. At the Bills, at the Dolphins, have the Patriots and the Jets at home. So, yeah. Let's see about yeah. your Steelers. Your Steelers were eight and a half. Hey, we're just we're rebuilding. I'm not even going to get my hopes up. I I'm I have resolve that come twenty twenty four season we're going to rock and roll. So, so you also play the NFC West. <clears throat> hmm. And it looks like you get the break of all breaks. Nope. I used to play this. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The AFC South. We'll take that. Absolutely. We'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's a you know it's a crappy division when by far the best team in it is about to move to London. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually what I was wanting to talk about. Go ahead. Today. All right, good. Okay. So you see how many games are going to be in Europe this year? Bunch of them. Like five. Five games in Europe. And for the first time ever, one team is having to play twice, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And that's, I mean, they've been talking about Jacksonville to London for a couple of years now. They really have. So, God, can you imagine being a Jags fan down there in Jacksonville? You've suffered through lower than mediocrity. I mean, just utter disgrace of football now they're finally starting to turn the corner and hey we're gonna go to london it'd be a rough go it'd be a rough go um i I wonder they they really do seem like the most logical choice though because they you know they've had some they've had like almost shooting star moments you know in 2017 all of a sudden you look up you're like the jaguars are in the afc title game and then, yeah. of course, they go right back down. Yep. And so there's not a lot of sustained success. It doesn't seem like even when they're great, it's overly popular. That's true. Down the, you know what I mean? It, it just it, it feels like they are kind of the obvious choice. Okay, so who's the, who's the second? Because we're not going to have more than a two-team expansion. The NFL won't do it. I mean, even when they did the two-team expansion, that was a that really ruffled a lot of feathers with owners around the league in the fact that they were going to have to let go of some players and they were going to have to, you know, it was, it was, it was a big deal. Yeah. So if you move teams, you don't have to do that. If you move teams, you don't have to do it. So, so if they, and if they decide to expand to Europe, it's, they're going to do four teams. They'll have an entire division. Yeah, I think so too. So, so, so too. So who's the other team going to be? I think the most obvious choice, and it it almost feels like it has to be on the East Coast, right? Or does it matter? I guess it doesn't matter. I think it's. I think it has to be one of the teams from LA. 
You know, I almost the went Chargers, there. maybe. That's almost a great. Went with, I would have never thought with about the that. The city that's sharing stadiums, and you know, like MetLife shares, the and they Jets don't have any fans anyway. No, they don't have any fans. Chargers, no. yeah. yeah, I know of one. My San Diego, but, but I mean San Diego but, but is when they were in San Diego. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a it, that that makes almost, total sense. I, I was going to say yeah. Carolina just because of where they're at. Yeah, but it, but, but what does it matter? Even even being bad, Carolina has a huge. That's fan true. And what does it matter? It it doesn't matter where. If you're if you're going to Europe, it doesn't matter what division. That no. can all be redone anyhow. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. The Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Because the Rams were L.A. first, right? The Rams they, were they L.A. Have for a, forever. That's right. They have you a know, they have a tie. Yeah, you got Jack Youngblood. I mean, you have some major historical power with the Rams. So now you got to think about teams that haven't always been there. So, like, what about the Cardinals? That's a good question. Yeah, they you know, seem like. Maybe the Cardinals Nomads could be one in the NFL, yeah. that aren't overly rooted into the fabric of their city. I think we just moved Green Bay over there. Yeah, that it's ain't a happening. Small market team. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. You know what? In the Micah, if you're listening, your team's going to Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If this was the NBA, if this was the NBA, they probably would have so to. The obvious, <laughs> the obvious answer is, and nobody's going to cry about it, other than one city is Cleveland. They've already lost them once. Yeah, oh, that ain't happening. Oh, <laughs> this city might burn down to the ground. It might burn. <laughs> yeah, without it. No doubt. one's feeling sorry for him. If they, hey, you know what, you, you can take Deshaun Watson go to Europe. He'll have a better. Yeah, time I think I there. actually might feel sorry for him if that happened after what the, after they, the first time. Europe probably wouldn't take it. They've probably got yeah. some kind of <laughs> some kind of sex offender laws that wouldn't allow well. Deshaun Watson into the, the the new king might say no to that one. <laughs> Oh, they're in the UK. I think another question is, if this is a serious thing, if they're really looking oh, it's at serious. movies. I think it is. Okay. It's very serious. What Now, it's really cool to see games in London. It's, it's almost kind of fun to wake up at 8 a.m. on a Sunday and turn on some live football. But in the crowds are, are crazy. They're packed over there. And But is it a novelty, or could they do that week in and week out? I think they could absolutely because do Because if you remember, there was an NFL Europe, and it was okay. Yeah, but it wasn't the NFL. But I know, but my point is, it, will there be, you know, like, will they still embrace is. it like they do soccer over there? Or Germany it? Germany has several football teams, and, and it's a big deal. It's a, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Okay. They, they really do have uh, – there were a couple of guys from Southwestern that played – over in Germany just five years ago. And, I mean, they, they had 50,000 people in a stadium, you know. So. I'm just curious. We're what, getting, what, we're getting uh, the text message, don't let it go to Amsterdam. <laughs> 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 or happy endings are bountiful in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, jeez. So that schedule release, huh? How about yes. it? Um, <laughs> I want to go down a no, path but and I want to go down. Here's, here's my question. Who did Canada tick off? Oh, yeah. Seriously, that they haven't even <laughs> no. But they're talking about. But they're talking about two teams in Mexico too. They're talking about a couple of maybe a couple of teams See, in Mexico in the future too. And they're not said, saying a word about Canada. Blame Canada. Blame it on Trudeau. I guess. I mean, they honestly, we were we were this close last year. Or did it even happen? In the Major League Baseball playoffs, where the Canadian team they wouldn't let them, they wouldn't let anybody come play them there. Yeah, with Toronto, so that kind of, it's kind of on them. Well, and nobody wants to go play in Canada because of the taxes. Well, yeah, and that's a thing. Yep, that is absolutely a thing. Yeah, that maybe the Cardinals. After I said that, the Cardinals seem like a better fit in Mexico City for yeah. some reason. I mean, geographically, but 
Yeah, you know that. But the first thing that'll happen is I I think that the NFL will probably give Europe a shot probably in the next decade. I kind of do too. And, and and they'll they'll need to do four teams, and they won't do a four team expansion. They'll do a two team expansion, and they'll move two teams. So, so that gives an odd number. You know, a whole gives an odd to, number. Odd, I, mean? I mean, seventeen per conference. Yeah, that's or true. Eight, or I guess if you because you're just adding two. So it'll have to be a little bit weird, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit weird anyway. It, it for, would be weird anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, man. What's going on down on Main Street? Hey, we're we're uh, working with some people. We're we're just helping people find their way through uh, through this market. Uh, it's a little bit a little bit sketchy, a little bit crazy, um, but there's opportunities out there. Um, there's there's some products that we can use if if the market's just scaring you too much. There's some other things that we can do to help you uh, take care of your money. There's there's things we can do for safe money now to actually make safe money make some money instead of sitting in a bank account drawing 0.1% interest. So come see me. Let's talk about it. Let's make a plan, and, and let's make your money work as efficiently as it can possibly work for you. Scott at SoonerWealth.com, 124 North Main Street, right here in Elk City. Scott, thank you, sir. Okay, I know it's, I know it's on an upcoming segment. Yeah. but So break down the game for me today. It's all you could. It's all you could possibly G- want. Give me the quickest breakdown. If you're wearing the and brown and can, white, and then you can go into your because okay. I'm not a baseball guy. Like I've got it. Whose Tuttle's is Tuttle's pitcher going to be? We have close ca- to our pitcher. We have cash, and they don't. That's what I. That's what I figured. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Sounds good, guys. All right, man. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Scott at SoonerWealth.com. It's Garrison Financial Friday, and it's a it's a fun Friday. We will look ahead. Full Friday, yeah. Look ahead to today's game, the Elk City Elks and the Tuttle Tigers, a rematch of last year's state semifinal. Talk about what needs to change for the Brown and White to come out on top today. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Mock! Yeah! Ing! Yeah! Welcome back. Garrison Financial Friday right here on the Skinny on Sports. Appreciate Scott stopping by as he does most every Friday unless he's not tied up. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email address. 124 North Main is his address. He can do the full financial planning. Uh, he'll shop the open market to bring in the best value on your life insurance and investments and much, much more that we'll continue uh, to talk about as we move along throughout the show. Jared, yesterday, Class 4A baseball tournament, what, got about 65% complete maybe as uh, the Elks finished their game, Tuttle finishes their game. Uh, Blanchard was up 9-2 in the fourth when the storms rolled in. 
So that's created a little bit of chaos as far as the schedule goes uh, that we will uh, tell you about here in just a second. But let's go back to yesterday. Uh, man, eerily similar games for Tuttle and Fort Gibson these last two years in the quarterfinals. Fort Gibson raced out to a lead. Tuttle wouldn't go away, and the Tigers win again. Oh, well, the, the, tig- the Tuttle Tigers win the Battle of the Tigers over yeah. Fort Gibson. Reoccurring nightmare for Fort Gibson, right? You, you know, you have that reoccurring nightmare, you know. That's that's what happened to them. Man, I, they got up that 3 nothing lead, and then Tuttle just never went away, and, man, they could hit the ball hard, and that's what they did. And they, ironically, they tied it with a – suicide squeeze and when they did it the fans like oh there's that again just kind of oh yeah all right we tied it it wasn't whoa look what just happened like they're so used to that small ball uh, type of baseball but um yeah fun game and and um sets up a big one today yeah and the elks yesterday a win 6-1 over ulagaw in the quarterfinals the mustangs uh, just a disastrous bottom of the first inning um uh, their starting pitcher aj streeter was it AJ and then Asher? It was AJ and then yeah. Asher, yeah. AJ. I think I flipped him when it started. but <clears throat> Just could not find the strike zone, man. He, you know, Holder gets kind of a chop hit, and then next thing you know, it's five straight walks. Then the Elks get a couple of ground outs, and you look up, and Elks, Elk City scores five runs in the first off one hit. You know, and that I think that's something looking forward to today when we talk about it that's going to have to be better. Uh, Elk City is going to have to hit the baseball way more effectively uh, than what they did yesterday. There, there you go, Will on the text line. Have to hit better. Oh. Have is in all caps. They're going to have to to generate offense. Yeah, he said uh, it. I today. mean, I don't think I said it in as many words on air yesterday. But me and Hunter off air were saying, man, I mean, it was nice to get the win, but we can't not hit the ball like that tomorrow and 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 think we're going to have success just because we we think we're getting Cash Mayfield on the mound. I think that's all but a certainty. So. Yeah, I don't the think ball. there's a question mark no, about that No, there's no today. question there. But the, the the bats have to – it seemed like they were behind a lot, a lot of foul balls to the right. Um, I mean, strikeouts uh, from certain individuals that were uncharacteristic. They just have to see it better, have to hit it better. You'd like to chalk that up to first game jitters in the state tournament. You see that sometimes. Fortunately, what happened in the, in the first inning – uh, was you know good enough and you know they tacked the other one on in the fourth and the defense was stellar the defense um, outside of hits that just were outside the reach of uh, say catch Gino over at short or something up the middle the defense was was really really good yesterday and so was Cooper uh, Cooper Church so um, that's all well and good but this is a different animal playing Tuttle uh, if they can put bat the ball you got to hope the Big Elks can too, and more efficiently than they did yesterday. Well, and something I just got sent to me too. Uh, yeah, the defense was good except for one play, and that was the bunt coverage where nobody was covering first. Absolutely. And with yeah. what, and yeah. with the propensity we've seen from Tuttle at times to to not be scared to lay it down, I would I would be shocked if they don't bunt it a few times early as well. Just to check the bunt well, coverage, yeah. just to make sure that Cash can field his position. And sometimes that if they is, can't, especially if they get to a point where they can't hit it. Yeah, exactly. If you can't, if you can't put anything in place, sometimes that's your, I don't want to say last resort, but a resort is to is to lay down bunts and, and make the defense work and make your pitcher work too to cut to try to cover those bunts and maybe try to exhaust him a little bit. That that and and they do it really well. We know that we know Tuttle does that really well. So that was a little lapse in the defense, but. Um, I will lay. I will tip my cap to the defense. Um, I think that calmed Cooper down when he was uh, when he can 
turn around, and I've always told this from little kids all the way up, it's like if you got a defense that could work for you, don't be afraid to throw the strike because you got guys behind you that are going to work for you. And that was very evident yesterday. You know, that's, and me. that's the beauty of Cooper Church is he, he's, he's not overpowering, although he throws it plenty good. But he has a confidence about him that, hey, I can, I, I'm better than you. I can pound the strike yeah. zone, and yeah. you're going to have – I'm not going to beat me. Right. You're going to have to beat me. And that was the difference in the game. You know, Cooper went out there, threw, pounded the strike zone, uh, yeah, he gave up a few hits, but nothing was just ripped. You know, it, yeah, it wasn't nothing, like they were hitting it just no, way hard. Nothing detrimental. And at the or, end of the yeah. day, he didn't give any. He didn't give up. He didn't give Uligal anything. And when they were in a spot, or when Uligal was in a spot to threaten, you know, they got one run across. But they, I mean, I've I left my notes in my bag, but how many players were left on base? I could probably look it up. Uh, there was a lot. There's every inning that Uligal would get a runner on, but every inning they'd leave him on there. Yeah, it seemed like all but like the sixth inning I they had a runner on. Yeah. yeah, and again, that's credit to the defense making making plays. Keys was good over there at second yesterday. He sh- he shined. I mentioned Catch Gino. He made some ranging plays, a couple that just went under his glove by millimeters, but he was there, I mean, just a half a step late, uh, but still played very well. And Colin Church over at third had probably the play of the day, catching the line out and knowing to go straight to first um, uh, for the double play, so – um, yeah, but today, man, today I, I expect low-scoring, awesome baseball. I mean, uh, baseball we like to see between two good teams. Rematch of last year's semifinals uh, in which the Elks held a 5-2 lead going into the, the home half of the final inning in the bottom of the seventh, and then that's when all of a sudden Tuttle just came alive and they ended up scoring four runs, sacrifice, a, a, a suicide squeezed in the last run. Uh, to beat the Elks 6-5 and come back and turn that three-run deficit into a one-run win, which uh, they went in onto the, the title game and lost uh, to Blanchard by a single run uh, that next day. And, you know, that was such a weird day all around in that semifinal. I, uh, it doesn't appear to be the same situation. Uh, you know, we, we got there at 11, and, mm. you know, the game was delayed until, what, like a 5 o'clock start, I think, uh, with the rain – and then having to find a place to go, then everybody leaving Shawnee to go to Noble, and you know Noble having to mow the grass because their season was over before you know just kind of redo the field, get the field in shape, which they did a, a phenomenal job. And but it was it it wasn't much of a routine as uh, as hopefully what today is going to be uh, up there at Edmond Memorial at three thirty. Now here's what happened with everything else yesterday after the Elks left Blanchard and Pryor. Got to play into the fourth inning. Blanchard is ahead 9-2 to two when that game was suspended due to the weather. So they will get back going at 11 this morning. Then the final quarterfinal game will be at 1 o'clock. That will be that Lone Grove-Cushing game. So that will exhaust the first round, and then that leads into the semifinals. The Elks and Tuttle at 3.30. The other semifinal will be at 6 o'clock. And then tomorrow's stuff is still – as scheduled uh it was interesting when i when i kind of text coach hunt last night you know I, you could tell that they were done playing obviously mm-hmm. uh there there at Emma memorial kind of what happens because the original schedule had the 11 o'clock game today being a 2a semifinal well guess what they didn't finish either, you know so everybody they end up going to seminole seminole state is where they were moved to now with you know storms last night going through there who knows 
uh, haven't seen. I guess I could pull the OSSA. Probably. You know, but that's that's why those games were able to be kind of readjusted and be at Edmond Memorial. Yeah, still yep. at Seminole State College in the same kind of the same, exact same situation as Dale and Amber Pocasset will resume their game in the fourth inning down at Seminole State, just like the uh, – now, wait a minute. Okay, so I th- here's what I think has happened. I think they've adjusted times. Oh. So did 3A finish? I'm going to say 3A finished the quarterfinals. They did. At Seminole. Yeah, that's where 3A was. Okay, yeah. so 3A, because because I'm seeing this note on OSSAA that the 3A championship game now will be moved to 11 o'clock on Saturday. That's supposed to be 2A, but I think because of what 2A nah. has to do today, then they're going to give them a, a little bit extra time, and they'll play the, the sandwich game on Saturday. So it'll go 3A, 2A, 4A instead of 2A, 3A, 4A. See what I'm saying? On the times on Saturday. So, I think. so to be clear <clears> – <throat> 4A time is not 4A changed. 4A time isn't changed. Yeah, no. Barring there's no rain. but Yeah, 2 o'clock. It's so it'll still be 5. Yeah. 4A will still be at 5. They just flipped 2 and 3A because 3A got done with the four games yesterday. 2A didn't. And they're going to have to have teams playing a couple of games today um, with the results. So, yeah, it's interesting. I didn't see that uh, last night. Uh, but as far as the Elks go, 3.30 today. If you're able to win and get into the championship game, that'll be a 5 o'clock start. Uh, scheduled time at Bricktown tomorrow. Um, anything else from the baseball stuff? We got it covered. Big Elk TV, three thirty ish. Yeah, uh, here, here's the deal. We'll try to get it on the website. We, we were able to do that yesterday and kind of have that that tag until we knew the official game time. And and the problem is trying to get that information out is the way that goes is that other game has to finish before the coaches from the second game even they kind of get together and decide how much time they want. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's not always – I mean, that's why it's, it it's, it's impossible. Not, yeah. What I'm trying to say is it's impossible to have a projected start to game two until game one is over. But we'll, we'll keep you updated as best we can. The best place to go – is going to be the skinny on or the I'm sorry the Big Elk TV Facebook page, Big Elk TV Facebook page because we are going to be there, and be able to post to that in real time, right? I mean, yeah. and then we can relay that information back here, and the and the site will change. The Big Elk TV website will change with the way the information goes, but the quickest way and the most reliable way, quite honestly, is what we're posting on Big Elk TV as the game in front is finishing and then what the, the information we can figure and the thing we can assure you is if you go to big oak tv and you could click play and nothing's happening it's not it's yeah. just nothing's happening the yeah. game's not on and it, when the game gets going well, well not when the game gets going we'll get you a pregame and everything so that's your reassurances of okay it's not on you're not missing anything and then and another way to check that jump on our facebook page because we also duel that to our facebook page mm-hmm. So if there's not, no video, live video on our Facebook page, we are not on the air because there's no game. Yeah, so, we'll try to keep you updated yeah. as best we can. And um, if we don't respond via text directly, <laughs> it's because we're probably setting up, we're getting lineups, and we're getting ready to. But it, that's how you'll be able My to check. My phone dang near died yesterday. Wow. 
I can tell you one thing. It's because there's a lot of people that are interested. I, I know. In I what's completely going on. understand. So, I, I, I just figured everybody was at the game. There's so many big up fans <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <coughs> but that'll be the best way uh the, the skinny uh, the uh, gosh dang the big elk tv facebook page big elk tv facebook page we'll post to that i share it you know if, if you're just with uh, friends with me and not big elk tv shame on you first but <laughs> second off no i'm serious uh, i'll share those to just get it to more people and they and you know by the time a few people shares it the whole town knows uh <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh courtesy of the facebook so but that's how we'll do it uh you know Given, given two hours for three innings, that seems like enough, but you just never know, right, uh, with, with that first game. Uh, but I would anticipate Cushing Lone Grove having a pretty good chance to start on time at 1 o'clock, and then you got to see from there. And then you just don't know. You just don't know after that. But uh, somewhere, schedule time's 3.30. If it's, if it's not, check. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep you updated as best we can as the information becomes available if that start time. It's going to be a little bit later. So that's that. Man, what a fun day it's going to be. A fun day. Very exciting. I think, I know at least on one side of this matchup, there's a whole bunch of people that have waited 364 days to get another shot at this game. So. It ought to be a blast. We'll be back. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. It's in the hole. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's Garrison Financial Friday. Scott at Garrison Financial. Man, he can manage your investments, do all that for you. Or if you're one of those people that likes to manage your own stuff, but you're just not quite sure how to get started, he'll charge you hourly to build you a plan, and then you can manage it. Works with your uh, the accountants, streamlines all the tax stuff, all the tax return, all of that to get it working for you the way you want it to. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email address. 124 North Main is his physical address. Scott at SoonerWealth.com. All right, where do you want to go next? I don't know. I mean, my mind is in one place, and it's just high school baseball. What about you? <clears throat> I kind of want to talk about the fishing. Oh, yeah. We've the got fishing to tell, story. We've got to talk about this. Okay, so. What did we leave off the table yesterday? What didn't we talk the about? The bedlam stuff. We can do yeah, bedlam. Yeah, we'll do yeah. bedlam at the end. Yeah. Okay, so if you'll remember back, gosh, when was this? It's been a while it is, back. It's been a bit, yeah. 
I know we were kind of on the road then. We were down. I think, yeah, I think we're down at Poppy's when I think we were too. broke this story. Yes. Yeah. And so, so two guys, two fishermen, were on the walleye tour. Chase Kaminsky and Jacob Runyon. And they were dominating, and people were a little bit suspect about what was going on. And so, this video went viral when they cut open the belly of one of these walleye, and there was weights added to the fish. And people got mad. I mean mad at, you know, obviously there the other fishermen and a big thing it was a big to do and so what happened was they were actually criminally charged and indicted on charges that included grand theft from i guess cheating and winning the prizes felony cheating Unlawful ownership of wild animals and pre- and possessing criminal tools, were kind of the, th- the the things they were charged with, and so they that day there was a police report made by tournament organizers and and this is how this all kind of came about. So originally, those two pled not guilty, but here when is this story? This story was updated this morning. So they have had a change of heart, and the two fishermen have now pled guilty to cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals. Got any idea what they're – got any idea? You think they're going to jail? No. You'd be wrong, Jared. They're going to jail. They're going to spend 10 days in jail. That's incredible. Serve 18 months of probation. They'll both have to pay a $2,500 fine. Their fishing licenses will be suspended for three years. And the the most devastating financial punishment is that Chase Kaminsky has to surrender his $100,000 fishing boat. Well, that's... I agree with all of it, but the jail time. It's a non-violent crime. Oh, uh, there are more violent people that need to be put behind bars. I don't why, know. Why waste space? I mean, I, I, think I agree it, with everything I think else, if you though. ask those walleye that got those uh. weights shoved down their gills <laughs> if it was violent crime, they'd say, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. They'd say, you know what, Jared? That hurt. Yeah. Let, open up your gill and see if okay. I can't shove some weights down it. Okay. I mean, they could have served way longer if it had been a different... I mean, I'm guessing grand theft gets you a pretty hefty yeah. prison sentence. Yeah. But obviously, those charges are not down. So there you go. The We we have a resolution in the cheating, the fishing cheating scandal. 10 days in jail, 18 months probation, $2,500 fine, fishing license gone for three years, and a $100,000 fishing boat is also gone. I've had a uh, request from the text line to talk about last night's NBA playoffs. Yeah, how did we forget that one? 
I had it on there. It was kind of meh. One team, little, one team is done, and yeah. one team is moving on. Or uh, forced to game seven. Boston, gosh, Philly, Philly, you had it. They came, they you know they came back from a deficit, actually took the lead into the fourth quarter, and they proceed to score thirteen points in the fourth quarter. Boston outscores them twenty four thirteen. Tatum, I think, made all four of his threes in the fourth quarter. And Boston wins 95-86, forces Game 7 back in Boston, of which it's really hard to – it's hard for me to find a way that that Philly is able to win this game. Harden wasn't very good last night, 4 of 16. Embiid just isn't quite right. Uh, but give, give Jason Tatum credit. He wasn't very good, 1 of 14 at one point. But then in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden he made some shots and it was enough. Uh, for Boston to win, ends up five of twenty-one, which doesn't look very good. But man, when you when four when four of those makes come in the fourth quarter from behind the arc, it was a big part of why they won. But uh, ugly, ugly game, and Boston wins in the nightcap. How about how about Phoenix? <laughs> That's an ugly game. What about this next one? Yeah, Phoenix for the second straight year just absolutely gets blown off their home floor in a do or die game. It was the Mavericks beating them by fifty last year. This time they're down 30 at halftime, 79 uh, – actually, I guess it ended up being 81-51 at halftime. DeAndre Ayton didn't play. Kevin Durant was bad. Campaign. Who, who, who had campaign as the best former Thunder in this game going in? He had 31 on 12 of 16, but Booker finally hey, – here's the truth. Booker finally cooled off from that nuclear start to this series. And when he did, you realize that Phoenix had no chance of stopping Nikola Jokic. And without superhuman performances by both Durant and Booker, with Chris Paul out and with Aiton just a no-show, and he didn't even play last night, I don't think we should be overly surprised that Denver's moving on. So you're saying there was no Batman to Denver's Joker? No. Got the dad jokes. Thank you. That's yeah, even – so this is clear that, that KD is going to go play for Phoenix or for Denver next year because he's sco- already scoring buckets for him. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. No, that's, that's – uh, you got to feel like you're cursed if you're Phoenix. You go and trade for KD, you go all in, and then you, you bow out like that. And to a team that in Denver that traditionally, yes, they always have really good teams since Joker's been on the team, and uh, but they can't, you know, really get past that hump. But so this might be a a uh, defining moment for the Denver franchise. Like, hey, now we're in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Low hanging fruit here. I like their chances, whether it be against Golden State or the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, they play like that. I mean, you gotta love their chances. Yeah, they just kind of have, have stayed the course. You know, they mm-hmm. they were good in the bubble, making it to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble, and then bowed out to L.A. It just looked better than that now. And then you know, but then Murray was hurt, and he he got back at the end last year. And he never, but now he's healthy, and now but but it's it's they've done a good job of getting. They're not overly deep, but they got a good. They've done a good job of getting complimentary pieces to to Jokic, and Jokic is awesome. 
He just is. He's absolutely awesome. And I love that they've they're they're not a team that that's easy to dislike, you know? They're just kind of some guys, Jokic and, and Murray, and then some guys. I mean, you got Uncle Jeff, who's a hundred years old, still playing. Uh Jeff Green, another former Thunder. They're they're just they're really well constructed. They got a good coach. I think Mike Malone's a good coach, and and Jokic is awesome. And if it's, I don't see how in the world the Warriors can contend with what he does with Jokic now. And so for if it's me, I want you to be right, and that it's the Lakers, and I'd love to see Anthony Davis and Jokic go at it. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. That's what that would be the the most fun matchup to watch. I think would be Davis and Jokic. And you know, I would take Jokic all day in that one. I question AD's toughness. Oh, you think? <laughs> Breaking news. No, I I mean that's I, I Denver Denver is it just me or does Denver not feel like the best team? Yeah. Not just in the West. I'm talking about period. No, overall. They, they feel like they the feel best like team. That best team, yes. Right now. They just do. They, they give them credit because they've been a really good team. They could have tore this and, up. Exactly. They, they could have made these drastic moves to try to to try to get over the top, you know, go all in, sell the farm to get one title. And they haven't. They really haven't. They've just been this really good team that's now suddenly looks like they're one of the best teams in the NBA right now. Yeah, on the Durant side, you know, he had historically been one of the best players of all time in these knockout situations when his team was facing elimination. He had been before last night, he had been incredible. Uh, let me find that. I just saw it last night going into the game. Yeah, fourth best career average when facing elimination in NBA history, 30.2. Behind only, you know, these names are not names you're real familiar with. LeBron, Jordan, and Wilt. They ring a bell. It's the only guys that were better than him before last night, but KD wasn't very good. And, and like I said, Tatum was awful. He was one for 14. And then hit some threes. And, you know, knock down four of them, and then game seven happens. What about tonight? What happens tonight? Does L.A. finish off the champs, or do we go back to game seven? I think we alluded to that yesterday. I think they do. I think the stage is set, and Hollywood lights are going to shine bright, and LeBron's going to take over. Watch him kind of lull around and hang around, have a close game. And going into the fourth quarter, then you're going to see the Lake Show take off. They better. Because if they don't, this is their chance to win the series, in my opinion. No, it's not. They won't if they don't win it tonight. Yeah. I agree with you there. I, I think the pressure is high. Hey, to me, the pressure is higher on the Lakers than it is on the Heat. It always is. Because the Heat, no, the Heat. Oh, you, oh I'm, I'm sorry, talking about the, heat. the both teams that are up 3-2 yeah. at home. I could see Miami going back into MSG and beating the Knicks. Way before oh, I could see the yeah. Lakers beating the Golden State. Still the Knicks. Yeah, absolutely. But, I, but I mean, point a, uh, Team A versus Team B, 3-2 situation, chance to close it out at home. The team that has a chance to close out at home, at home has more pressure, in my opinion. So. No matter what, who it is. Even though you got a mulligan in your back pocket, right. you still have to go into that building and beat them, which you did in game one. And this also, uh, this is a night that could end one of the most impressive streaks in NBA history, the Warriors have won a road game in 28 straight series. 
And they have yet to do that in this one. And if they don't, obviously tonight that streak ends because the series ends for two Lakers. I have a feeling you're right. I have a feeling that the Lakers are going to win. Back, it's probably way too early to ask this question, but back to Phoenix, what happens next with uh, Kevin Durant? He's there. He's on a contract. I mean, they're not doing anything with him. Does that mean anything anymore, though? Yeah, but they, they, I think he's where I think I think you got to start asking how in the heck do they get out of DeAndre Ayton? No, oh, yeah, and that contract—that's a good question. That that is the that's the question is that one in CP three? Because I think you've got Booker and Durant. I, they seem to enjoy playing with each other. They seem to feed off each other. Now it's now the question is how do we build this team to suit the, the best way? For those two to work the best. That's the bigger question: What happens to Chris Paul? Yeah, see I mean, there as long as they want as he wants to be. Man, or I mean, here we are again. Another question about Chris Paul's age and longevity, or does he call it quits? That's going to be the question every year at the end of the season with Chris. Yo, Paul. How old is he? He's like thirty-eight. Oh, darn it. Okay, there we go. He's 38. So that means he'll be 39 come this time. As a matter of fact, his birthday was a week ago. Man. I mean, he's been awesome. But here's the problem. They owe him $30.8 million next year. And thirty million dollars in twenty four twenty five. That'd be a problem. Yeah, paying Chris Paul thirty million bucks when he's forty. Yeah, I'd say so. That's a problem. It's a huge problem, and and then, but to me, that's not even the biggest problem for Phoenix. Here's the biggest problem. Let me scroll down to DeAndre Ayton's contract. You've got him for you've got him for four years. This this being the first, so you've got him for three more years, at thirty three, thirty four, and thirty six million. Ouch! You think if they had it all to do over again last summer, they would not make that deal? 100%. Let him walk because that was you know that was the big thing that he was you know unhappy after they lost to the Mavs, former number one overall pick. Yeah, and and here's here's the issue. He could have let him walk, not gotten anything for him. Now, I mean, his value could not possibly be lower. So you're going to have to give him away for peanuts or try to trade him. If anybody will take him, somebody will, if you truly want to do it. Oh, but, somebody will take him. But, man, that's not looking good. Not, that, that is a contract that is not looking good right about now. With DeAndre Aiden. Ouchies. Especially now that you got Durant. <clears throat> and, you know, they try. It, it's like they're trying to remake their team, but they've got those weights that those fishermen were stuffing into the gills of those fish around both ankles with Paul on one side and DeAndre Aiden on the other. That might be a lesson learned for the rest of the league. But I know hindsight's twenty twenty. They had no idea KD was coming or even have a chance to get him. Right. You know, and, and they thought Aiton was their future. 
Yeah. Chris Paul to a lesser extent. I wouldn't have given that kind of money to God, three years. I mean, be, with, be, I mean we love Chris Paul. I mean, we're not, but take who he is out of the equation and just look at the, his age. Uh, that's, I don't want, why, why tie that down to a guy that's almost 40? Bet they wish really, they wouldn't have. Really messes with your future. Bet they wish they wouldn't have right about now. Yep. Both of the, on both of those deals. Thinking, oops, that was a bad move. And then the problem is when you get so you get Durant, you have to give up Bridges and Cameron Johnson and Pick. You know <clears throat> that youth that could reinfuse your team is now with the Nets, not with Brooklyn or not with uh, Phoenix. It's a rough go. So it comes back around. Does, does Durant think? Listen, I I want to win. I want to win now. What can you guys do for me? And they, what? How can they answer that question? Yeah, trade, trade, trade those trade guys. Those guys get out of those contracts. Get some more youth back. But yeah. be hard to do with those contracts. No doubt about it. All right, everybody, have a great Friday. Don't forget, Big Up TV, three thirty. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.